0: Welcome back to Brunch and Slay. I'm your host, Amira Sane, the founder and CEO of Brunch and Slay Media. My life love, uh, my true calling, everything that I ever wanted to do in life is Brunch and Slay. So shout out to all of you guys who support us every week. I cannot tell you y'all seriously today, tonight, I'm filming, I'm recording this tonight. Oh, filming. Let me speak that into existence. Yes, we are filming (laughs) this tonight. Uh, I am recording this At night, and I, you guys know the story about how I first started the show, and I never checked our numbers. Well, tonight we hit a huge landmark, and I literally was able to sit in front of my computer and watch the numbers tick and let us hit that big number. So I'm kind of giddy right now because this was a lady who started a podcast and refused to look at the numbers for six whole months. A lot of people will say I'm effing crazy for that. I like to say that I'm a person who knows what she can handle. I knew that if I saw those numbers, I would start chasing them. And I wasn't ready. And I wasn't about that life yet. But now I'm here and I'm in control and I'm in charge. And I'm so thankful. And tonight and right now, today, wherever you are, on the treadmill, in the car, walking in the park, at your desk, you're going to hear from somebody who I know you're going to love. You're going to love her energy because she's another disrupt her and she's making her own tune so without any further ado i want to introduce to you the host of for the love of millennials and author and speaker miss amber richardson book hello amber hey how you doing thank how you so you? much for joining us today i'm doing great
1: oh that's awesome so okay so i have to give a disclaimer my name is richardson booker but everybody calls me rich book so oh, that's where the
0: rich book comes from. And you know what? I'm glad you said that. So we're going to go ahead. I'm going to be real, real with y'all. I had Booker in my notes. And then <laughs> I, I didn't like my handwriting. So I went back and I looked at your um, your plan, or I guess your appointment on my calendar. And for yeah. some reason it said books. So I said, oh, good thing I checked. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because I just cut it short. It's like rich book because my uh-huh. name is so long. So like that's why I go by Rich Book. So it's Amber Richardson Booker, and I just cut it down to a Rich Book, and it it's just stuck.
0: Well, I'ma own my mistake. I apologize, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna get your government right on this page, so people can Google you, okay? <laughs>
1: Google me, baby. (laughs) That's right.
0: That's what what we want to be, right? So, okay. So, Amber, man, you have so many great things to talk about. But before we get started, I love it if you tell everybody about your platform and how you got started with For the Love of Millennials.
1: Sure, sure. So, I, I am Amber Richardson Booker. A lot of people call me Rich Book. They call me Richie. They call me Amber. Um, I am a mompreneur. I'm a mother of three little girls, also known as them rich book girls. And most importantly, I am an empowerment speaker and coach. And I created for the Love of Millennials podcast as a way to connect melanin millennials in effort to inspire and empower and uplift them to be the best of themselves. It is truly a FUBU podcast for us, by us. Where Melon and millennials are able to share their story, to share their it factor with others in effort and to say, hey, if I can do it, you can do it. And listeners, if they can do it, I can do it. Uh, so that's that's really how I got started with for the Love of millennials you
0: know what that's amazing, but you said something that really just like made me very proud right now. What other culture has so many nicknames? I mean we are melanin millennials we okay are, we are I like to say melanin rich we are multicultural we are African American we are black and proud, we are all that and above absolutely yes and more absolutely so I love absolutely. that we can literally just Pick any name, own it, rock it. There's so many things that just makes our culture so hard. right. So I just right. I'm sorry. I just oh, it.
1: thanks, babe? no. <laughs> this 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 your baby. I'm just here. I'm just a guest. <laughs> so I I love that, and I and I want to make the point. People are like, oh, well, millennials, millennials. What about all millennials? No, 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 no. You,
0: you know, his what I have platform, to say platform. What about? His, <laughs>
1: Oh, okay, no, this is not how it works. Now, can you listen to it if you're not a melanin millennial? Sure, but don't expect like this is for you. This is your opportunity to learn about something that's outside of yourself, especially when mainstream is not inclusive of our growth. We are a multifaceted generation. We are the most diverse generation within. When you look at our networking circles you have both professionals creatives and entrepreneurs all in one networking group and you know in the past it's just been doctors with doctors lawyers with Mm lawyers the elite with the elite and now it's just so diverse within a networking group and that's what I really want to highlight
0: Oh, I agree. And I, and I also will say this. I would charge those people who have the audacity to say they won't listen because it is melanin-rich or melanin-millennials or African-American or multicultural or whatever. Shame on you. Because Shame I want you. you to really think about what we have as entertainment up until probably here recently, the last, I'm going to even say three years, not even five. Everything on television has always traditionally been not represent, represent show no representation of us. None. And right. We still watch it. We still watch Seinfeld. We still watch Blossom back in the day. We yep. still watch all these shows yep. back in the day. I'm, I mean, my mind is like going blank on the latest stuff. The Office, that's still good TV. Good content is good fucking content. So yep. don't sit here and try to say that you don't watch something because you are uncomfortable or that it's geared toward a particular genre. Free your yep. mind. Open your mind. Good stuff is good stuff, people. I'm sorry. That's the end of my soapbox.
1: Hey, you just speaking <laughs> the facts, the care You just speaking the facts and telling the truth. That is what it's about.
0: Yes. Yeah, so now, your story and your journey is completely unique because I, I got a feeling we could go totally left with this conversation. So let me okay, let me dial it back. Bring in. me back in. I know. Let Bring me, me back get my in. notes. <laughs> let me get my life together. <laughs> so now you have amazing story of triumph. So tell us and take us back to the day after your car wreck.
1: Okay, so the day of my car wreck, I, okay, so I've always been a go-getter. At this time of my life, I was doing hair full-time. I was in school full-time. I was just going after everything that I wanted to go after. And I was running a male initiative program at a local high school. And so we were actually in the middle of planning a basketball tournament. So I was on the way to a planning meeting and after the meeting, I was going to another city because my friend was going to have a birthday party. So I was just going to get lit. Like I, I had that intention and, I overcorrected my wheel on the highway. It was a day where it was high winds. The state was in the state of emergency. They were like, if you don't have to be on the road, don't be on the roads. And I'm like, no, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And I ended up overcorrecting my wheel, my car flipping three times and ping ponging in between the guardrails. uh, And they had to use the jaws of life on my car and Guys, you guys are probably going to laugh at this because I had on a cute outfit. I had, I had just bought this outfit and they started cutting my outfit. Mind you, I passed out, but I woke up in the ambulance at one point And I remember this verbatim. I said, Oh my gosh, I just bought this outfit. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing. Like now then it wasn't funny, but now it's just like, girl, you just, you was about to die and you worried about your outfit. Um, But in the hospital when I woke up with a neck brace, and I was in so much pain, and I said, "Uh, I need some medicine. And they said, ma'am, we can't give you anything right now. And I said, why? And they said, well, you're pregnant. Pregnant with what? (laughs) (laughs) So was this your first child? This was my first child, my first pregnancy. I was just like, pregnant with what? What are you talking about? What do you mean I'm pregnant? That's absolutely not it's not yeah i was pregnant and then so my mom and my boyfriend at the time who became my husband they came in and i was just bawling 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 and they said what's wrong with you you can get a new car it's okay you can get a new car and i said it's not the car i'm pregnant it was it was like now i can laugh about it but then i thought my life was over wow so, and that baby
0: i mean wow wow she is uh five she'll be six this
1: year she is a super genius when I tell you she keeps me on my toes she keeps me on my toes and I named her Emery uh and Emery means strong warrior because she survived that accident she should not have made it and neither should I and you know at that point, I had a contusion to the right side of my brain. I lost all of my cognitive skills. Like I had to learn how to um tie my shoes. I couldn't bend over. I had to take physical therapy. And I also had a speech impediment. So I had to stutter for a long time. Like I hated talking to people because it would take me so long just to get my thoughts out. It took me so long just to say what I wanted to say because I would stutter and just to see where I am now. Um, it amazes me. It definitely amazes me.
0: Wow. So let's talk about that road to recovery. And How long did it take you in all to get to where you are now? So it took me, I'm going to say
1: maybe a year and a half because I was silent for a while. Like I wouldn't talk like I'm just not going to talk. But the craziest thing is that I went from being this independent woman on top of the world to a dependent person where I had to, you know, look for help from everyone um, as it relates. So I was dealing with that. I was dealing with um, being dependent. I was dealing with the loss of my cognitive skills. I was dealing with losing everything on top of being pregnant and going through the morning sickness and the emotions and the hormones and so that nine months was uh, an intense nine months it was so intense
0: it's amazing to me that you would even want more kids after dealing with that kind of pregnancy girl
1: it was we on the podcast and you recording me right now (laughs) y'all I was, let me tell everybody as a disclaimer, everybody that knows Amber, Amber is going to graduate college, go get her MBA and get married to a CFO and be, um, and live in Manhattan. Kids were not in my future. I did not anticipate children at all. Like I was going to be everybody's favorite auntie. Yeah. I know so that then. story. I know that one. <laughs> They just got me, girl. They got me. <laughs> they got me, girl.
0: Uh, but yeah, they you you kept the train going. I shut it down. But yes, I, I <laughs> was a every
1: time eye. it happened, I was like, "Look, I'm too fertile. I'm too <laughs> fertile. We can't do this. I'm just had to be. I'm just had to walk closer with Jesus."
0: <laughs> <laughs> so during that time, I, I can just I, I know that you had to lean on a lot of people. Who are those folks in your life who you really leaned in and leaned on during that time?
1: So in that time, it was mostly my mom. It was definitely mostly my mom that I leaned on um, for everything because my boyfriend, who became my husband, he was still in college. It was, it was a lot on both of us. So we didn't know how to handle that because it was just like, wow, you got in a car accident and you're not the same Amber. And then on top of that, we throw a baby in the mix. Dad just... You know, that's a lot for anybody, especially being in college. Um, So my mom was definitely there holding me down and helping me and my sister. So my mom and my sister were my two main sources of help um, that I was able to have.
0: So I have to ask this question because I know there's someone out there who's listening to this and it's right on time for them. Sure. How- what advice would you give to someone on how to support a relative or a loved one if they, after they experience a sudden disability? I would say empathy. Empathy
1: is the greatest gift or tool or resource that you can use as it relates to someone who is experiencing a hardship, a hard time, a hard moment, a disability. Because empathy does not mean that you take on their problem as your own. It simply means understanding and giving that understanding and offering that understanding because there were times where I just get frustrated and I'm like just not wanting to talk and it's best if you not push past someone's, you know, saying what they don't want to do in their space of their weakness because at this point, they're consistently vulnerable. Their vulnerability is not something that they can choose at this time. It's just automatic. And so it's just empowering them through
0: empathy and being understanding. I hope that was like okay. I mean, you you would know. I don't. That's yeah. why I'm asking. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important. Sometimes even and I think that could correlate to people who are have sudden health woes. Uh yep. Going through cancer, maybe the loss of a child or a, or a loved one, anything sudden that people don't prepare for. It is no matter how okay they think they are, no matter how strong that that woman is, people break and they don't realize they're breaking most of the time, you know. And yeah. uh, I think yeah. it's important to to kind of seek and, and know and and just. Kind of here, like I said, somebody's listening to this who's somebody in their family is going through something right now and they don't know how to relate to them. So I'm glad you share that.
1: Yeah. And empathy does not mean telling someone how they should be feeling or what they should be doing. Because in that point, being in an empathetic state, you're not there to offer a solution. You're not there to be a problem solver. You're just there to offer the gift of understanding. Mm. And then from that, you'll be able to discern what what to do next. Yeah. Should you say something or should you be quiet? Should you take an action or should you not take an action? And that action can be anything, a hug, a pat on the back, something to drink, something to eat, uh, words of encouragement. It just that empathy. It all starts with empathy and being willing to understand, even if you don't understand. Like people gonna well, you got somebody here helping you or no, but I I have to get speech therapy or I have to do memory games every day of the week just so that I can retain my short term memory. Um, Like there were tons of times like we would have a conversation right now and then like an hour or two later, I would not remember anything that we talked about. But then like a week later or two weeks later, I could tell you everything that that was said verbatim. And that frustrated a lot of people. They're like, how come you couldn't remember then, but you're going to remember two weeks later where it's not relevant? I, I couldn't tell you why, but that's what it was. So then it became, okay, wow, if you can remember, then anything is possible. So empathy. Empathy is number one.
0: Wow. And what an amazing tool the brain is it, to literally reboot itself and reteach itself and, and, and heal. I mean, that's yep. you are a miracle walking and talking. That's amazing this man um and and what you say makes sense too i think a lot of times we often just because we don't know what else to do we always try to help people fix their problems it's like oh we'll do this oh we'll do that because it makes us feel better it has nothing to do with the person (laughs) (laughs) you're right you are absolutely right you are absolutely right Yeah. I'm a, I'm, I'm a victim. I, I know I do it. I'm a quick person to tell you. Oh, we we'll just do this. Cause it's just like, yeah. let's move on. Okay. Now yeah. let's do it. And, and, and no, it irritates me when I'm doing it myself. I literally irritate myself doing it. like, girl, they didn't ask like, you for that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now your journey didn't get difficult just with the accident. You have overcome and experienced homelessness, divorce, financial woes. How did you make it to the rich life?
1: Girl, girl, y'all, I can't tell y'all, you're going to have to get the book. The book talk going to come out in 2020. Y'all can't tell y'all <laughs> everything. But no, real talk, real talk, real talk. So I left my husband when I was six weeks pregnant with our third child. And people were like, what? And from that, I experienced homelessness. I didn't have money. I didn't have a place to stay. I just knew that I could not do it anymore. And I took, I took my control. I took back the power of my life for myself. And in that, I experienced those specific woes, which was completely difficult. I remember laying on someone's couch with my then four-year-old laying on my stomach, uh, you know, and I'm pregnant all because I didn't want to sleep on the floor and I didn't want to have her sleep on the floor. And Just thinking, like, Amber, what did you just do? Like, what did you just do? My life literally crumpled in front of me. And here I am, six weeks pregnant. And I realized then I'm doing what I have to do for myself, right? And when you take back the power of your life, it's, I have no other choice. I have no other choice. So my thing was, I have no other choice but to heal. I have no other choice. But to make a way, I have no other choice but to do what I have to do for myself. I have no other choice. And so it was about me being proactive with my healing. And I say this because sometimes a lot of us function well with chaos. A lot of us function well with grief. A lot of us function well with fear. And we we keep ourselves bound in certain situations. And at this point I was like, no, I'm good. And it was such a point where I was sitting when I got my new place and I was just sitting and I was just like, I'm not arguing with anybody. I don't have to worry about anybody complaining about this little sock being here or this little, this being there, like peace. It was just so awkward to me that I'm like, wow, this is normal. This is what normalcy should be. Um, so it was just a lot of self work. It was a lot of changing how I eat. It was a lot of changing what I changing my intake. And you know, a lot of people think it's just have, has to do with what you eat. No, it's what you're listening to, the conversations that you're mm-hmm. having, the shows that you're watching, um, the thoughts that you're having, the books that you're reading, the media that you're intaking. At this point I had to taken a sabbatical from social media. I had became a plant-based vegan. I was over 220 pounds when I found I was six weeks pregnant with our third child. I lost about, I lost almost 60 pounds. And every time I went to to the OB for my checkup, they were like, okay, you're losing weight. You're losing weight. What's wrong? I'm like, wait, I'm just healing. I'm just eating good. I'm just putting the good things in my body. And when I tell you my, my, my third baby is just the happiest baby you will ever meet, especially with everything that I went through, with going through a divorce, and my, my ex-husband literally saying to me, if you don't want to be my wife, I'm not going to be a dad. And my response was simply, okay. Nothing more, nothing less. No rah-rah, no nothing. It was just an okay. Because that is where we get caught up. We get caught up in the manipulation we get caught up in the control. We get caught up in giving our power away. No more. It was just about taking back my power. So that's my, my little story. I have a book. My book's coming out in 2020. I actually have two books. There's going to be a prequel, which is called The Ringing of Freedom, which is going to talk about healing. Because it's important to understand healing and forgiveness prior to uh, my next book, which is called The End of October, when a lot of this took place so that people can understand because it's so heavy that they won't take it, you know, um, internalize it. Because when I shared my story um, and went into depth with some people, they couldn't understand my healing. They couldn't understand. They're like, wow, you should be depressed. You should be sad. You should be this. You should be that. And I'm like, no, that's what society says. That's what house of society depicts pain but healing is so much more worth it um but that's
0: that's my 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 snippet no that's remarkable i think you said so much i mean so many things resonated with me as a culture i think sometimes we're so used to being overcomers yeah that we think that is just life and when you said this is normal peace is normal peace and to seek it and to want it, we all yearn for it that's why we're constantly you know that doing things like social media uh hiatuses and things of that nature uh-huh. we're all searching uh-huh. for that peace and whatever capacity it may be uh whether that's financial freedom or you know a new job whatever that case may be but i think sometimes we get so caught up in you know just to get by or th- this too shall pass well what about some good old peace like you said and what right. about what about saying no and yeah. and and owning that so man that is remarkable that that I just thank don't you. even know what else to say about that and thank you <laughs> i'm sure that there are many who will be touched by your story because a lot of times we tend to think we're alone you know yeah. and i know deciding to change the dynamic of your family, that's not an easy decision to make, especially when we think about facing single parenthood. Absolutely. Um, and, and a lot of folks, we, we, t- we tend to stay in situations that are not healthy for us before the better end. And I always say, and I said this before I had a kid, and I say, and people always say, you just say that because you don't have kids. I say it more now that I have a daughter. Mm-hmm. Do not put yourself, you don't say I stay for the kids because they can see that pain. They can see that yeah, hurt. Absolutely. You know, it's better Absolutely. to be healthy and even be mad at each other initially, because that will pass yeah. too. Love will come to each of you and you will be softer Absolutely. for that. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just better, you know, and, and it takes a lot of guts to be able to say to hell with it. Absolutely. <laughs> but to say to hell with it can be a good thing, you know, to hell. Uh,
1: that's why I tell people when they say, Oh, you the divorce. I'm so sorry. No, girl, that that is the best thing that ever happened to me because I would not be here speaking with you all. I would not be aligned with my purpose if I would have stayed. I would have been, you know. I tell people I was asking God for freedom. I was seeking freedom, but I didn't know what I needed to be freed from, and it took me on this path. And I am the happiest that I've ever been. So. Our paths do not look the same and we can't look at what other people are experiences, ex- what other people's experiences are and try to take that for our own.
0: More brunch and slate after this. Hey, you fabulous powerhouses. Having you support the podcast by subscribing, reviewing and sharing is awesome. And it's made each episode reach more and more people every week. But did you know that as a listener-supported show, we rely on you to keep these wheels turning? And for as little as $1 a month, you help me keep giving you great content and even better guests. And yes, ma'am, you heard that right. For only $12 a year, you support the dream. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash brunch and That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash brunch and sleigh. And now back to Brunch and Slay. All right. So now what I want to do is kind of lighten it up a bit because I don't want everybody crying on their way to work. Okay. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) We have run the gamut on this episode, which I love. Yes. Keep listening. As soon as you get comfortable, we change it up. No. (laughs) So... All right, so I want to change it up and let people get to know your personality a little bit. So tell me a little bit. I'm sure you have lots of things that keep you motivated, especially since you're filtering and and you are so sensitive and understanding about what you take in is what you put out. What's your current theme song? My current theme song?
1: Oh, y'all want to know my current theme song because my current theme song is Cardi B and Chance the Rapper, Best Life. When I tell you that is me and my daughter, like we will put it on repeat and we will sing sing everything. We know that song verbatim and we let people know we got my five-year-old. She has like the whole head knot thing going. Like she might be on the rap game in Atlanta when she turns like 10 or something like she's in it. Like I'm legit living my best life legit. Like I turn my L's like everything. It's just, the lessons yes. like just
0: so much. So that is my theme song right now. I love that song too. I really do. I'm just, I'm, I really, I like the energy. When I first heard of Cardi B, I was like, who, what, huh? Yup. Yep. I, And I say this, I really love her drive. It's something about that spirit that just won't stop. And I am attracted to that in any human. Absolutely. And I am cheering for her. I I, I I wish her nothing for success. Those people who are in the industry who have continued to belittle that woman, you know, you can help her by lifting her up. You can teach Absolutely. her. And I guarantee you, I will put money on this. As she evolves and grows in the industry, she will evolve. And they Absolutely. won't even recognize the person who Absolutely. comes in five years Absolutely. Now, I guarantee. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree.
1: I'm so, going to meet you one day, Cardi. I'm manifesting it.
0: Oh, We're yeah. We're going to chat it up. Something tells me, you know, she's, she's, I think she'll probably get to a point to where she doesn't have to do so much. And she'll probably be one of those people who is into giving back a lot because she, yeah, I I see that in her spirit. Yeah. So mimosa or Bloody Mary. I will take a mimosa. (laughs) Yes. Brunch or lunch. Brunch. What? what? (laughs) Winter or fall.
1: Fall, of course. All right. I need a a nice sweater and a sweatshirt. Switch (laughs) it
0: up. Now, on this journey that you're on, who's inspired you the most? Who's been the person who literally can always get you back where you need to be? It's so crazy,
1: but it's really not crazy. I'm going to say my daughters. And I know that might sound cliche, but no, it's legit. They are so wise. And there was a time a morning when I was feeling a little down, like I was feeling a little blues and my daughter was like, Oh mom, can you put on the Muppets? And she was just, I put on the Muppets album and she was dancing around. They were dancing around and I stopped and I started listening to the song and she was like, come on mom, come dance with us. And I'm like, okay. You know, and at first I wasn't really dancing, you know, I was just cutting a little two step, whatever. But then I was listening, it was like, I have everything I need right in front of me. Over and over, it said, I have everything I need right in front of me. A Muppet song. I have everything I need right in front of me. And I started crying like tears of joy. And I started dancing with my babies because I'm like, yo, I have everything that I need right in front of me. When I stand in the mirror and I look in the mirror, I'm like, yo, you have everything you need right in front of you. And I am huge on intrinsic motivation. So I would say my daughters had sparked that inspiration for me to dig deep and connect with my intrinsic motivation because we are able to experience transformation and, and change and impact in our lives when we tap into that intrinsic motivation.
0: Wow, like literally, I am not a crybaby. Let me let me say this, but just hearing you saying that, I can just feel that. I can feel that energy. Man, that's awesome. And isn't it something how kids can make you realize what's important?
1: All the time. In their innocence. And that's where, you know, being childlike. I I talked about this in the seminar. Being childlike is so much more than innocence. It's about freedom. Because children are molded, children are taught certain things um, subconsciously, unconsciously, consciously in the forefront. And it's just about being open and free. Um, So, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, one of the things I really am passionate about is to always pour into the people who pour into us. And as a Brunch and Slay tribe, I want to, you know, having you here means everything. And you have oh. been so transparent in telling a story, and we've had fun. But I want to know what vibes and prayers can the brunch of slate drops in your way to help you get to where you need to be?
1: Wow, wow! I love that. I I'm so humbled. I'm so humbled. I would say the prayers and well wishes that I would like is that you all pray for me and wish that I continue to walk in my light and in alignment with my sole purpose, Um, as I believe that my, my sole purpose and sole mission is to simply inspire and empower others to live their best life. So that's, that's definitely a prayer that you all can pray on me.
0: That's beautiful. And that's obviously how we found one another. Yeah. That is that is the mission of Brunch and Slay. It's not about monetizing. It's not about any of those things. And should they Absolutely. come, that's great. But Absolutely. it's really to answer that call and say, guess what? We're, we're but here a small time. Okay. And this journey, we're so privileged to have it. Why not embrace one another and live our best lives together and enjoy every freaking moment of it? in every capacity so yes we are that is how you got that I see it and it's so awesome man we put these things out there and we think it's not received we wonder if it's heard we like you said that prayer that you were praying you're you're seeking freedom you didn't know what you were seeking freedom from Mm -hmm. I started Brunch and Slay not knowing where we were going on why it was put on me to kind of help and uplift because, you know, we have these things. We're like, well, I'm not, I'm not a therapist. I'm not somebody yep. special. Who am yep. I? Who am I to tell people to live their best life? Your light is shining and Absolutely. you are continuing to, to put the energy in to make sure that it shines, which means Absolutely. you can help other people make sure their light shines too. Absolutely. So that's that. Yeah. So now this Saturday, you can brunch with anybody in the world, dead or alive. Oh.
1: Girl, I'm brunching with my auntie Oprah. Okay, <laughs> auntie, if you're listening to this right now, call me. Okay, slide in my DM so we can brunch it out.
0: <laughs> I love it. And now, what part of your life are you currently slaying?
1: What part of my life am I currently slaying? I'm currently slaying my self love. I know that sounds crazy. But I have to say self-love because that is all-encompassing of me flowing and transitioning into entrepreneurship full-time and being a single mom full-time. Because as I'm loving on myself, everything around me is flourishing. So that's what I'm slaying right now. All things self-love.
0: Absolutely. And we hear it all the time. And you can say it's cliche if you want to. And if y'all are sick of hearing it, then I don't even know why you're listening to this podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> put that safety mask on you first. You cannot help anybody unless okay. you're flourishing.
1: If You okay. can't breathe.
0: If you're run down, if you're tired, if you hate your life, how are you going to do anything for anybody else? Oh, yeah. it's, it's, that, it's just that simple. We My keep thinking, favorite phrase. Right. I'm we keep sorry. thinking it's so hard, but it's really not. The basics are mm-hmm. already out there. We complicated by life and mm-hmm. commitments that we weren't supposed to commit to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. My favorite phrase right now is I ain't got a watch on and I ain't got time. I ain't got time. <laughs> you can't have time. Your time and your energy are the most valuable things that you have. And you have to value them and understand their value, and not just give it away. Make oh sure that God. you're investing your time and your energy.
0: I agree. Now, for all those folks at home who have got their life and they want to know Miss Rich Book, where can they follow you? Girl, you
1: guys can connect with me on Instagram at a dot book. Also, you can follow the podcast page on Instagram too. At for the love of millennials. Um, also check out my site, www.averagebook.com. You can get your free ask, receive at work guide that I have for you guys about living your best life and jump starting the life that you desire. So that's how you guys can stay connected with me.
0: All right, guys, you heard it. And you know what I'm asking? If you are listening to this show, I ask that you go ahead and head over to Instagram and follow Amber for at least 30 days. Give her feed a try for 30 days. I guarantee you, you're not going to want to leave. Once you, get the, once you get it filled up and you get the light every day, you want it shining in on every angle, okay? So go ahead and follow Amber. Head over to her website and subscribe. Amber, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day and, and away from your family to spend a couple of moments with us on the Brunch and Slate podcast. I really enjoyed our conversation.
1: I did too. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, yeah. It's an honor. And guys, you know what I'm going to say. If you have yet to review, what are you waiting for? Don't be that person. Don't be that procrastinator in all aspects of your life. You're doing this because you want to, right? You're listening because you want to. So go ahead and give us that five-star review with a couple of nice sentences. and. If you have already done that, I'm going to ask that you share this episode on whatever social media platform is closest to your thumb. So go ahead and share it. Tag us. We're at Brunch and Slay. It's that simple. And we will shout you out and give you a proper thank you for supporting our show. So if you don't remember anything else, I want you to remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm Amira, and this is Brunch and Slay.